This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb, only on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 High FM, the program is Soul to Soul, and this is Erev Shabbos Kaidish, Pashas Bam Midbar. We are about to start the fourth of the five Sforim of the Torah, and this is also the Shabbos that just precedes the Chag HaShvuas. This is our pre-Shvuas edition of Soul to Soul, and it's a huge and, and warm honor and privilege to welcome all of our radio family back for another week of, hopefully, invigorating, hopefully inspiring, hopefully informative Talmud Torah that we can spend a bit of time together as we get ready for this very, very soon-to-be Shabbos. Shabbat Friday is getting very, very short, but there's always time to spend a few minutes together and and, uh, and and learn a little bit of Torah. So this week is Pasha's Bamidbar, and the primary f- uh, focus of of Pasha's Bamidbar is the counting of of Bnei of Bnei Yisrael. And Klai Yisrael were told to to bring their their yichus to show the, the the connections they had to their to their forefathers going back. And in fact, the pasuk says, "Elek Kirue Oeda," referring to the Nesim, the the princes who were going to help Maishra Benu count the Bnei Israel in their tribes. And so we have an accurate number of how many Jews they are. So the Pesach says, These were the ones who were invited, the princes of the tribes of their fathers. And Rashi explains over here, what's Kiruayoida, the call, those who are called. So he says, Hanikroim l'chol dover chashivus. These are the people who whenever there was something important that needed to be discussed, whenever there was something uh, vital that needed to happen, they would come and represent their, their, their shevet, uh, uh, in, in the public, in the public arena. Similar to that, uh, we, we find that, uh, the Evan Ezra says in his, in his explanation that the expression kurue ha'eda those who are invited uh, 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 comes from the the fact that the the Ada cannot do anything until these people are gathered and until they they uh, they have the input and the kind of the stempel the agreement of of the of the leaders of the kind you can't have the uh, a sort of a popular uprising just deciding to do something it has to be sanctioned it has to be run by it has to be agreed to by the leaders by the rabbinic leadership of of uh, of an area before something can become can become a a, a statute they they tell a story that it was a kind of a unwritten agreement between the 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 goyin uh, Rav Leo Kramer from, from Vilna and the, the leaders of the community of, of, of Vilna, where obviously his entire focus was sitting and, and learning that he wouldn't be summoned to any kind of communal meeting unless it's, there was a, a, a decision that had to be made where the Gaboyim, the leaders, needed to pass some new decree in the city, some some new law that needed to be enacted, then the going that they agreed the going would be would be invited to the meeting to give his opinion and and to help the process help the process uh, uh, along. So, one time it happened that the the leaders of Vilna were deciding to make a new. A new law, a new takana in, in, in the, in the town. And that was that they were not going to uh, use anymore the communal stock of funds, the, 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 the charity funds that existed in, in the city to support the poor people from other, from other cities. Right? The, 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 uh, the purpose of it was uh, not to allow other guests to come from other cities, because that simply depletes the community, the community chest, and robs the poor of our town of of needed of needed uh, uh, assets, and, uh, and 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 therefore we need to we need to really protect the interests 
of our town by by not inviting any 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 foreign guests. And they they called a a general meeting of of all the townspeople to ratify and and bring this this new takana on on online. And of course, as per the agreement, they they invited the Gain to come to come also. So the Gain said to them, "But we have an agreement." That you would only invite me to, to a communal meeting if there was some new law that was being, that was being, uh, enacted in our city. So the, the communal leader said to him, but this is true. This is, this is a, a new law that we, that we're trying to, trying to pass on, on until, until uh, they told me exactly what was going on and what the Takana, what the Takana was and what they were trying to, to, uh, to accomplish. So. The, the, the guy looked at them a little bit angrily and he said, I, this lead, this, uh, this uh, decree that you want to make, this is not new at, uh, at, uh, at all. It's an old Takana and it's, it's a Takana of the, of the Arba Rotsas of the, of the four lands. So the communal leaders were a bit amazed to hear this from the guy. And I said, no, 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 we, 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 we know, we know the, the Takanas that was made by the Vad of the four, of the four countries that existed still at that, at that time. And we don't recall that there was anything similar to this at all passed by, by the, by, by this, by this august, uh, by this august, uh, 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 body. So says the going to them, <laughs> raising his voice and a little bit of exasperation says, no! I wasn't referring at all to the vat of the four countries that, that exist nowadays. I was referring to a Takana, an old Takana made by the four lands many, 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 many hundreds of years ago in the time of our Ovis. And the four lands I'm talking about are, of course, Sadaim, Amira, Adma, and Tzvayim. Those lands, they were the first ones to make such a Takana not to invite or not to allow access to other Aniyam into their, into their, into their, in the city. And thus, of course, ended such an attempt and the meeting was cancelled and such a decree was never, was never passed. We'll be back in a moment with 1.9 FM, soul to soul. Don't run away. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb, only on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 Chai FM, Soul to Soul, back on your radio here, Erev Shabbos Kodesh Parshas Bamidbar, our pre-Shavuos show, but we're at the moment talking about the Parshas, Shavuos Parshas Bamidbar, and at the very end of the Parsha, we learn about the procedure for when the Jews traveled in the desert, how they had to pack up the Mishkan before they, before they traveled, and we're told how each one of the vessels of the Mishkan had it be specially packed and covered with certain materials before they would, before they would travel. And, uh, it says, uh, uh, that they placed, uh, on top of them a kisui or tachash, a, 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 a hide made out of tachash skin. Tachash is a very special kind of an animal. Ufarsu beget kalil tacheles normala. And on top of that, they spread a cloth entirely of turquoise wool over it. Now, the Ramban observes that in the case of all the other uh Klea Mikdash, all the other vessels in the Mikdash, so first they were covered them with wool and then again they were covered with the Tachash hide. However, the Oran HaKadosh was singular in that it was first covered with the Tachash hide and then it was covered with the tcheles, with the turquoise, turquoise wool. Chazal described tcheles as having a color similar to that of the sea, similar to the sky, which symbolizes, of course, the purity of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Thus, according to Ramban, it was placed above the tachash to call attention to the purity and sanctity of the Oran and the, and the Torah. Ramesha Feinstein Zatzal offers another perspective on the Oren's distinction vis-a-vis the way it was covered as opposed to all other Kalim. 
says Techeles and Tachash represent two distinct concepts. The blue color of Techeles makes people think of Hashem, the place of the heaven, the place of Hashem's Kisiyakovet, his, his heavenly throne. So Techeles denotes faith in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Tachash, on the other hand, focuses on the material, the physical beauty. We know the Tachash hide was unusually beautiful, which encourages us to enhance our mitzvah observance by cloaking them in physical beauty. Now, understandably, we perform mitzvahs because they are the command of, of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But people will find mitzvah observance even more attractive and desirable if the mitzvah involves an element of aesthetic beauty. We perform mitzvahs due to our commitment, right, which is rooted in, in, in faith in, in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So this doesn't mean that we cannot enhance our, our performance. So he says, the uppermost cover of the Aron, which is visible to the eye, should be the Tzcheres, which calls to mind unarguable, accomplished faith in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that sets the standard and the tone for how we are to view mitzvahs. Only then can we cover the other vessels, the other mitzvahs, with tachash, with the high we're representing beauty and enhancement of the mitzvahs, which make their performance so much more inviting. Rav Zev Weinberg Zatzal takes a, takes a basic approach to the variation of the covers between Aaron and the other vessels. The Aaron is the receptacle in which the Torah is housed. The Torah is our spiritual guide. As such, its inner beauty, the beauty of the mitzvahs, the beauty of living as a Jew, is what should be emphasized, not the externals. Techeles personifies a beauty of sorts, a beauty of, of purity, of action, of deed, of service to Hashem. The Torah's greatness lies in its inner aesthetics, not in its external beauty. When we feel the need to express and, and, and couch Torah in external elegance, we diminish its inner sublimity. Torah's radiance shines from within. Does one daven better with greater and, and more intense kavana in a magnificent, spacious, and elegant appearing shul? How many of us, in fact, grew up davening in, in small, in, in shtibloch that uh, were situated in maybe old, dark basements and, and storefronts? Those of us who have been davening in hot in the summer and cold in the winter tense during during the, the pandemic, have neither felt shortchanged nor has our davening been lacking. Perhaps on the other hand, right? This doesn't mean that beauty is, is denigrated. The significance of the Kayanim's vessels, the Kleam Mikdash, was not diminished by showing their beauty. Tayr, however, requires the, the, the motif to project its, its majesty. And we've been in Gullus for far, far too long. And as a result of all the persecution and the poverty always being on the run, we've neglected the aesthetics in our, in our, in our service of our Kodesh Baruch Hu. The world has not wanted to see Jews who dress better than they do, have nicer homes and cars than they do, and have places of, of worship, which are real tributes to the finest, most talented architects. We've been instructed to keep our collective heads low and our mouths shut. Today, Baruch Hashem, the Jewish community is thriving and in some instances has unfortunately lost sight of the age-old parameters. While the pursuit 
of a pleasant, aesthetically pleasing environment is wonderful and can, in some instances, enhance our service of Hashem, we should not allow ourselves to fall into the trap of excessive emphasis on external grandeur. This will ultimately do harm to the inner dimension of our, of our service. A shul is a base tefillah, is a house of worship because of the davening and because of our pouring out our heart to our Kaddish Baruch Hu. Just because it looks like a shul doesn't make it a place of worship. Physical structures can expand one's spiritual consciousness, but if his focus is on the scenery, his davening will lose its urgency and its intensity. Thus, the colors of the Tachash hides, overlapped the pure color of Tcheres. Modesty and purity have a greater impact on inspiring a heartfelt davening than large, imposing kind of art deco kind of edifices. 101.9 Chai FM, soul to soul. We'll be back in a moment with some beautiful things about Chagashvus. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Musha Schnurb, only on 101.9 Chai FM. 101.9 Chai FM, soul to soul. Here we are on Erev Shabbos, Kodesh Pashas, Bamidbar, starting the new Sefer. It's also our, our program just before Chag Hashavuos, and we're trying to do a little bit, talk a little bit about the parsha. We talk about a little bit about Shavuos. So let's do a concept on on Chag Hashavuos. Hopefully, we'll learn something together. Hopefully, we'll enrich our our Shavuos experience. There's a medrash, a medrash in in Medrash Rabbah, Parshas Yisrael. It says as follows: Meishabenu, Kim says the pasuk. Moish went up to Shemayim, and the, and the Medrash says, brings a pasuk, Alisa Lamorom, you went up to the, to the heavens, Shavisa Shevi, literally you took a prisoner, says the Medrash, when Moish went up to Shemayim, Bikshu Malche the Malachim wanted to attack, to attack Moish Abenu. So, also by HaKadosh Baruch Akadosh Baruch Hu made the the facial appearance of Moshe of Rabbeinu to look like Avram Avinu. And Akadosh Baruch Hu said to Malachim, aren't you embarrassed of of this man? Isn't this the person who you went down to him and you ate in his house? So Akadosh Baruch Hu says to Moshe, that the Torah was only given to you in the Zuchus of Abba Avinu. As David Melech says in Tehillim, You took gifts for Adam, who's Adam, the Adam the personality that we're referring to here is Avram Avinu. Shnema, as it says, He was a great, he was as great as, as, as giants this is referring to Avram, Avram Avinu. To get a little bit of a clearer picture of what happened, so there's another Medrash, a Medrash in Tehillim, in, in Shoich HaToiv, in, in uh, Kapitel Ches, Pasuk Beis, it says there, Pasuk says, Hashem Adonainu, Hashem Master Moadir Shimcha B'chol Oretz, how, how awesome is your name in all the lands. So it says there, we find three places that the Malachim complains, so to speak, against HaKadosh Baruch Hu, by Adam Arishan, by the Mishkan, and by the Torah. And he brings examples, and he says, what the example we're talking about here is by Matan Torah, where it says when HaKadosh Baruch Hu came together the Torah to Klai Yisrael, so the Malachim began to complain. And they said to Hashem, who is this person? Why do you want to mention? Why are you trying to give importance to human beings? And they said to Hashem, right? Isn't it better? Leave the Shemaim here. Right? We're holy. And your Torah is, is holy. We're pure. 
and the Torah is pure, we chayim. We have a a, a a concept of life, and the Torah is Torah chayim. So Hashem answered them, "No, the Torah can't be kept over over here. Why? Because when you went down to Avraham Avinu, you ate basav chalav. He served you milk, and he served you he served you meat." As it says, Vayikach chema v'cholov uben ha-bokor. Avram took the, the butter and the milk and the meat. And, uh, uh, and, 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 uh, and a child, even, even the, the youngest child, when he comes back from, from grade one, and, and his mother will give him some bread and some meat and some cheese, he's gonna say, what? Today, my Rebbe taught me the pasuk of You can't cook milk or eat milk and meat together. Right? And Malachim didn't have an answer. At that time, Kadosh Baruch Hu said to Moshe, right, take the Torah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's yours. Right? The, 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 the Malachim have no excuse, no answer. Take, take the Torah down, down to, down to earth. So we see that the Malachim wanted that the Torah should remain in, in Shemayim. And these are the same Malachim that went down and ate by Avram Avinu. And the Zayr HaKadosh brings, brings down when it says, by Avram Malav, there were these three people. Who were these three people? These were Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. So therefore, it comes out according to the Zayar that the in in the Shirish in, in in the root of the Neshamas of Avram Yitzchak Yaakov, they are the Malachim that didn't want the Torah to be given to their children. If Avakadosh Baruch points out to these Malachim that you went down to Avram to Avram and ate, and we're told that the, the Malachim that went down were the Neshamas of Avram Yitzchak. And Yaakov, this is very, very difficult to understand. How is it possible that Davka, our three of us, would, would try to prevent the giving of the Torah to, to, uh, to, to us? Very difficult. So, perhaps the way to explain it is the, the, another, again, a third Medrash Rabbah. The Medrash says that Akash Boku created the world, but as it says, Istakel by Raisa, he looked into the Torah and created the world. And this is the way the Medrash puts it. The Torah says, I was the creation of Akadosh Baruch. And normally, by a human king, when he builds a, a palace, so he doesn't just build it based on his own desire or his own expertise. He gets the, the experts and the, the, the greatest, the greatest engineers, the greatest architects to build this house. And the arch, the, the builder doesn't build it himself. He goes to the, to the engineers and gets their advice. It's all, only the experts that gets, that get, uh, that gets, uh, uh, involved in, in designing and actually building the, the, uh, the room. So, so, Hashem looked in the Torah, so to speak, the blueprint, and then He created the world. The Zayah says the same thing. That, uh, that have a look when Hakadosh Baruch Hu wanted to create the the world. He looked into the into the Torah and 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 He created. Now, therefore, since the whole world was created through the Torah, it comes out. That every single country, every single city was created because it had some role to play in, in the Torah. Right? There's some, there's some area of the Torah that finds its actualization. The Torah, which is, which is broader than the greatest sea. That, uh, that, uh, that it's because of that issue in the Torah that this place had this chus, had the merit to be to be created. And in fact, it's it's explicit. The Arve Nachal brings that I heard from one great Chacham to explain a pasuk in in Yeshua, where it says, 
where Kalev said when he came to the city of Devir, and he says that the name of the city before was called Kiryas Sefer. And Kalev said, whoever uh, 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 captures the city of Kiryat Sefer, so I'm going to give him my daughter Achsa as 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 a wife. And Osniel ben Kenaz came and captured the city. And uh, it's again, it's very difficult. How come? Uh, uh, how come uh, everywhere else where they where they went? How come it wasn't so difficult to capture any other part of of uh, Eretz Yisrael? And why was Devir so difficult that Kalev had to make this this uh, wager and, and and promise that anyone who who uh, who beats the city will get it? And and furthermore, what do you mean? The name Devir was previously Kiryas Sefer. What's the difference? What the name of the of the city was originally? And furthermore, it says whoever defeats Kiryas Sefer, he's going to get my my daughter. It should have said whoever. Defeats Devir, because the name now was Devir. Right? Who cares what the original uh, uh, name was? And then it says, Asher Yake, Vilachta. Why does it have to say, he, he'll, he'll smite the city and capture it. Why the, why the, why the uh, repetition? And Chazal say in the, in the Gemara in Timura that in Kirya Sefer, uh, this is referring to the 360 halachas, that were forgotten during the time where Kaisal was mourning over the death of Meshabenu, and Asniel ben Kenas, through his great, great intellect, was able to bring them, bring them back. And that's incredible. Why does Chazal uh, 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 learn this puzzle completely, completely out of, out of, uh, out of, uh, you know, any kind of shot? Why, why, why have such a dross? So perhaps the issue is as follows. When Klaisel captured Eretz uh, 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 Yisrael, so it was completely in an unnatural way. In other words, because the Torah is the blueprint of the world, and through the Torah the world was created, and Eretz Yisrael is part and parcel of the Torah, and every single part of Eretz Yisrael Lives and gets its gets its gets its uh, connection from some part of the Torah and and from its connection to it, and when Kaiso received the Torah and fulfilled it, so the the whole uh, of future existence of Eretz Yisrael was now in their hands, and therefore they were able to capture all of it without too much difficulty because they were doing the mitzvahs and therefore it naturally came to them. But it's, it's, it's well known that, uh, that every place, that, you know, the, 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 each place in Eretzal has a mitzvah that it connects to that, to that, uh, to that uh, place. And, uh, that's what it says. When they came to Devir, and Devir originally was called Kiryas Sefer, what it means to say is that the, the, the essence of the city of Devir, it's Pinimius's Kiryasef. It's those halachas. It's those uh, three hundred halachas that were forgotten during the time when Moshe Rabbeinu died. That was those three hundred halachas were what sustained that area, and therefore, when they came to that place and they had forgotten that halachas, they weren't able to capture the, the city because they didn't have the key to, to be able to get into that area. Therefore, Kalev said, anyone who is able to beat Kirya Sefer, in other words, he is able to bring back those 300 halachas, then we'll, then we'll be able to capture the city and then I'll give him my daughter as, as a, as a, as a wife. Then it's going to be easy to, and, and Asniel, with his great lambdas, brought it, brought it back, as, as, uh, as Chazal, as Chazal said. That's how they were zeicher to, to get that, uh, that, uh, that, that city. Now, uh, Rabbah Mezbaz brings on the Pasuk, 
says ki polay mimcha davar la mishpat something's too difficult this is a very very difficult halacha so va kamta valis ela mokom ashiv hashem you have to go to the place that hashem has chosen and uh, in 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 the sefer bsun denaira it brings them pasha shaftim and says as follows the gemara says in in perkiavus ein la khadava sheina mokom there's nothing that doesn't have its place. And he says, what does that mean? It's in the Torah, HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world. And in the Torah, the whole world runs according to the Torah. And the same way as the world is divided into countries and every place has their area, so to Kaviyochol, the holy Torah is divided into Pashis. Some Pashas are big, some are small, and every single word of the Torah is relevant to a particular place, and it has its special, special place. And therefore, it's, it's very possible that when a person comes to a certain place, he will, he will understand a certain piece of, uh, of Torah, which until now he never understood, because this Piece of Torah relates to this particular, to particular place. And therefore it says, when it says, if something's too difficult in the Torah and you don't know shot in that plus, and therefore you don't know where, where's the, where's its place? Where am I going to be able to find its, its source? So the Eitzah is, go, go to Yushalayim. Because it's known that, that Yushlaim is the center point, is the inner Nakuda of the whole world. There is, is, is the Shechina, there is Mekoyma Shel Oilam, that, that all the, whatever, it's, it's the repository of, of the reasons of everything in the Torah is in, is in Yushalayim. Now we know that the, 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 uh, we can understand from 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 Ravitzakoyim uh, Blin in 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 Pritzadik, he brings there the Gemarim in Yuma. We just did it a couple of days ago in in Dafyami that Avram Avinu fulfilled the entire Torah before it was even it was even given. And the obvious question is, how is it possible? How could Avram have known what the Tayag Mitzvahs were? There was no Torah wasn't given. And the answer is that the others understood all the Torah. They, they looked at this world and they saw in every place and every city in this world the Torah that comes from that, from that piece of land. And therefore they knew the whole Torah by, by looking at the, the, the ground itself. Right? And that's, that is in fact, uh, that is, uh, that's, Understand, that's how we understand that, that uh, they were able then to, to relate and have a relationship with the whole, with the whole, uh, 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 uh Torah. And he, and we know that Amavinu was the first one who began to recognize HaKadosh Baruch Hu in this world. And he looked at the whole Bria. And from that, he, he learned and he, and, and he began to explore and he began to understand the, the entire Torah because, because of, of, uh, of that. And the reason why the others wanted the Torah to remain in the Shemayim and not be given to, to Kaisal. So when Moshe Rabbeinu went to Shemayim to accept the Torah, so the others wanted to stop the Torah from being given to their, to their children. Why? Because of their great love. And their great compassion for Kaiso, because they understood that through them getting the Torah, the 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 way Torah would be learned would be changed. That from that time on, from from Matan Torah on, so they wouldn't be able to understand Torah through looking at this world, as as we saw in in uh, in in Rav Tzadik. And once the Torah was given, no one has the seichel to be able to see HaKadosh Baruch Hu through the, through the, through the earth itself, through the land itself, only through the Torah Kedosh. Now that is a tremendous, tremendous lack 
Because when the Torah is by, by looking at the world, so then you never remove your mind from looking at the reality of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Because wherever you go, and whatever you look at, you're looking and searching for and thinking deeply to understand the, 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 the godliness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu in that place. And you learn another sugya. Every place you go is another sugya in the words of, of the Torah. In other words, the Torah isn't only in the Beis Medrash. It's in the entire world. And the whole world is full of the Metzias and the revelation of the covenant of Hashem and the revelation of the Torah. But after Torah was given to Klai so on one hand, yes, there is a, a clear Torah which is now given over to Klai But on the other hand, the world is now a, a, a darker place because every place is just a physical location with all the temptations and, and the spirituality doesn't jump out at us. And there's a big worry. That when B'nai Israel leave the Beis and they get into matters of this world, they won't see anymore the cover of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And they can forget HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And therefore, the other Sakadoshim preferred that the Torah should remain in Shemayim. Because that, Klal Yisrael, would be Zeichah, that they'd be able to see and learn and attain Torah wherever they were in the entire, in the entire world. But Moshe argued, but says, but you don't have a, 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 a Yetzar. In other words, you of a Sakadashim, you had tremendous, tremendous Neshamas and Kadashis and, and, and you have nothing, you, you're not connected at all to the desires of this, of this world. And therefore, yes, you managed to understand the Torah by looking at, at, at the world itself. But you can't rely on, on the rest of Kaisa that, because we have, unfortunately, a Yetzahara. And, and the Yetzahara will draw us just to the physical and we won't be able to see and understand how to find the Torah in every single place in, in the world. And therefore, if HaKadosh Baruch Hu would not give them the Torah, there's a real worry that Klai Yisrael, that would, would kind of end up with nothing, end up with no given Torah, and no Torah, no ability to, to, to seek out the Torah than themselves. Therefore, that, that therefore, Amisha argued, no, we need, we need to get, to get the, the, the Torah. We want 1.9 high FM soul to soul. We'll be back in a moment. Please don't run away. We have lots, lots more to share. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Musha Schnurb, only on 101.9 high FM. 101.9 high FM soul to soul back on your radio here in Johannesburg on Erev Shabbos Kadesh Pashas by Midbar. Also, this is our pre Shavuos show. So we're going to talk a little bit about some of the issues of why we do things on Chag, Chag HaShavuos. But first, as we always do at this time in the show, let's speak about the important times and things you need to know for this this uh, Shabbos. So this week is Shabbos Kodesh Parshas uh, Bamidbar, beginning of the fourth safe of the Torah. So Shabbos is getting very, very early. The candles can be lit Today, already just after 20 past 4, we can already be lighting the candles, get the Shabbos started. This is a long weekend, so to speak, of no Shabbos, and then a day just to take a breather, and then we go straight into Chag Shavuos, the beautiful Chag of Matan, of Matan Torah. And so the earliest time we said is about 20 past 4, the latest time for lighting candles tonight is going to be 11 minutes Past five, five eleven is the latest. You better get it up by then. Which means that Shkia, 18 minutes later, is at 529. That's the absolute latest time for getting into, into the Shabbos, into the Shabbos spirit. Uh, if you want to daven Mayrev, then, without having to repeat the, the, the Krishna. So if you wait till about, uh, almost 10 to 6, you can then daven of Bismanai and not have to repeat Krishma and then be able to sit down at home and really enjoy a beautiful, beautiful Friday night. Tomorrow, as I said, it's Shabbos Kodesh Pashas Bamidbar. Quite a long 
parsha, but not as complicated as certainly some of the ones we had to get through in Sefer Vayikra. And the after is this, is the after for parshas Bamidvah or Mispar Bnei Yisrael. And we uh, we say Avrachamim because it's still the Shabbos before before Shavuos. And the Shab Perkeovus uh, we will say Perik Vov. Uh, tomorrow, the final parak in this first round. Always we read this parak, the parak of King Yana of how to acquire the Taira is always read on the Shabbos before, uh, uh, Shavuos. Shabbos Kurdish ends tomorrow night at 6.02, two minutes past six, and we go straight into Erev Yontif. We won't say Vinayam tomorrow night because it's Yontif one day later. Erev Shavuos is We'll be busy, I'm sure, time getting everything ready. And when we come to Shavuos, so again, the, 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 benching lift is the same time, not later than, than, uh, than, uh, 5.11. Obviously, it's Yomtev, so therefore, one needs to put up a 24 hour candle, so that one could, will be able to light candles also on the second night, so called Mon, uh, Monday night, the second night of Shavuos, Nacht on the First night of Yontif is 6.01, so you can begin to prepare for the second night of Yontif at one minute past past uh, six. And of course, Shavuos has all its minhagim coming to Shul to hear, to hear the Aseris Adibris and the eating of the, of the, of the cheesecake and of course, uh, reading of Megillus Fus on, on, on the second day and many having the minute to stay up on the first night. So this year, obviously, we have a bit of an issue in terms of the legality of it because we have a 12 o'clock curfew, but nothing stopping from having a program until half past 11 at night, really getting into it. It's on the, on, on the contrary, perhaps, with a nice sort of measured amount of time, we can really put our intensity into it and learn properly till till midnight or just before, and then we can get up again. Four o'clock, you're allowed to go out, so maybe get up early and and come join another shear, another another chavnusa, and maybe daven early in the morning. Daven daven vasikin vasikin is is, is going to be about twenty two seven on on uh, on shvus morning. So come join the early minion. Makes a beautiful, beautiful day. Learn some Torah. That's the main thing we need to be doing on, on Shavuos. Learning, getting involved, committing ourselves to wanting to become better, to wanting to become more involved in Torah, to learn a bit more, to go, maybe take on another shear, something that we hadn't done before. We gotta, gotta get involved in, in, in our Torah, in our Torah learning. Otherwise, there's really nothing else of, of, of importance to us if it's not, if it's not for the, for the Torah. We mentioned this minute of specifically eating, uh, uh, milk items on, on, uh, on Pesach. And many, many reasons are given, are given for it. The Gemara in Babu Kama tells a story about the daughter of Nechunya ben, uh, Nechunya, who used to dig, who used to dig, uh, water sources for the people that were coming to Eila Regal come to Shlaim, where they came obviously with their animals and their families, and they needed water. He used to prepare water wells and, 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 and uh, streams for people. And one day, unfortunately, a terrible accident happened. His, uh, his daughter fell into a huge pit, and they came and told him about it. And, and, and so they told, they told Rabbi Hanina ben Daisa about it. And the first hour, the first hour they said, don't worry about it. Second, they said, don't worry about it. Third hour, he said, don't worry, she's, she's safe. And they said to her, how did you get out? She said to them, so a, uh, a, a ram, the ram of Yitzchak, says Rashi, came and there was a one old man, Avram Avinu, says Rashi, who was leading it. And they said to him, are you a Novi? So he said to them, no. Uh, they said, I'm, uh, I'm not a Novi, and nor am I the son of a Novi, but this is what I said. If, if, if this tzaddik is, is, is giving his life to dig water sources for pupils that can go in Olaregel, how could he suffer from, from, from that? And, uh, the Ben Ishchai writes in Ben Yoyodo, that what is, what do you mean the first hour he said, all right. Second, he said, all right. Third one, he said, she's safe. 
So it says, we know that the, the, what's the three distinctions of the three hours? Because it says her father used to dig the wells for people who were going up to Olorego three times a year. And we know that Chazal tell us that we have the three regalim corresponding to our three forefathers who, who, uh, who, uh, emanated for us certain, uh, uh, uh concepts and certain midas in the world. First came Avraham Avinu, who we know was the, the, the pillar of, of Chesed, and corresponding to that, we were given the holiday of Sukkot, which is the whole concept of sitting in the Sukkot, of the Chesed, the Sukkot, of having guests and Lulav, and then came Yitzchak, who, uh, who uh, instituted the concept of service of He willingly allowed himself to be bound with great joy on, on the Mizbeach. And for that, we were given the Chag of Pesach. And lastly came Yaakov Avinu. And he was the Amor of Torah. And uh, corresponding to that, we were given the Chag of Shavuos, which is the day of, of, uh, of uh, Matan Torah. And the Chag of, of Torah. And therefore, first hour, he said to them, everything is alright. Because her father, the, the Zchus of her father would protect her because he was making water sources for Chagasukas, which is the Zchus of Avram of Enoch. But that didn't save her yet. But she's fine. No, she's not gonna get hurt. She's not gonna, she's not gonna choke. Because he has this chus of Avram. And the second hour, he said to them, don't worry. This chus of, of, uh, what, what your father did to prepare, to allow people to come to Yushlayim for Chaga Pesach, which is the Avoidah of, of Yitzchak Avinu, that also protects her. She's not going to drown. But she'll be fine. Not saved yet. The third hour, so he said to them, she's fine. Why? Because this is, the, this corresponds to the Chag of Shavuos, which is the pillar of Taira, which outweighs them all. And therefore, he said to them, she's, she's fine, because the, the nace is finished, and, and she was, and she was saved. Now, obviously, what, uh, Yosef Chaim means is that the daughter of Nechonya, who was digging these Pits, she needed tremendous, tremendous achosim of the three of us. And therefore, it took these three hours for her to be saved. But what, what he really intended to say was that she needed specifically the achos of Yaakov Avinu, right? And, and the, the third pillar of, of Kleiser. Why? Because that's going to complete the salvation because he is the pillar of, of Torah. We'll come back and tie it all together in a moment. This is 11.9 Haifa, and the program is Soul to Soul. And this is the greatest Jewish radio station in all of Africa. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Musha Schnurb, only on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 Chai FM, back on your radio here on Soul to Soul, Friday afternoon, Shabbos Kaddish, Pashas, Bam Midbar, our pre shavuos show, and we're talking about why we eat Machole Chole, why we eat Davkem Nilkids on, on Chaga Shavuos, because we're learning the Gemara that, uh, the, the children, the Masha says that the, uh, the, it says in Tehillim, Mi pi oilim mi yoinkim yisanatois, in the mouth of children, we establish the strength, laman tzorechad, lahashpes oyev, in order to be able to control the, the, uh, the enemy. And, and, uh, he explains that. One would think that, that malachim have an advantage over the Jewish nation because they, they have a pure mouth. They don't, they don't sin at all, but cry so. Well, unfortunately, we sin, we say bad things, we speak Gloshnara, our mouths are tainted. So how can we ever complete, how can we ever get the Torah from the Malachim? But, says Nasha, we have no. We have a weapon that they don't have. We have children. Children who still have pure, untainted mouths, and they're studying Torah. They have the power, and they give us the power to wrest the control of the Torah away from 
from from from the from the from the malachim in the schus of of of, of Yaakov Avinu in the schus of the Torah we have the ability we have the power we have the the ability to take Ayetzara and dominate it and control it as one says drag him off to the base of Medrash right bring him to the base, and and he'll melt or he'll 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 self he'll self implode because the Torah is so powerful. That it can take something that is so poisonous, like the Yitzhara, and make it into, into an ally. And that's why, on Shavuos, we eat Dafka the milk. Where does milk come from? Milk comes from the blood of an animal. And a blood of an animal is something that's completely and totally forbidden for us to, to, to eat. But, just like it's forbidden, just like it's tummy, the Torah, has the ability to take that which is Tameh and make it pure again, make it beautiful, make it something we can have. And therefore, we specifically have the milk. And we have honey also. Honey comes from the bees, which are also a non-kosher item. That is the power of Torah. In the same way as the Torah was the schus that saved the daughter of this great, great tzaddik from, from, uh, from danger in spite of the impending, the impending doom. So too, Torah has the ability to give us the power to do tshuva, to correct whatever we do wrong. And that's what shvuas is. Shvuas is the yayim adin. Shvuas is the judgment. We have to do tshuva. We have to change the way we use our mouths. We have to change the way we, 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 uh, we, uh, kind of address and, and, and talk to other, other people. And we can do it. Because with the schus of the Torah, we have the ability to change ourselves to become different, new, more caring, more sensitive, more in tune, more on top of it, people. And as we commit ourselves more and more to learning of Torah, the more we have the ability to work on and perfect the, the kind of characters we have, the kind of attitudes we portray, and the kind of people we would like to actually be. That's all the time we're going to have for our show today. It's just left for me to, first of all, as we approach Shabbos Kodesh, to wish you all a beautiful, beautiful Shabbos, Shabbos Shalmanucha, Shabbos Shalkadusha, Shabbos Shalava, of, of rest, of, of holiness, of, of love. And then, of course, 24 hours later, we go straight into Chagashvus, Zaman, Matan, and to wish you a beautiful, beautiful Yonta. Please be inspired. Please learn some Torah. Yeah, some cheesecake. Uh, also, why not? If you counted the whole Omer, my, my, my grandmother used to say, if you counted the whole Omer, you always deserve to get a piece of cheesecake. I'm not saying the opposite is necessarily true, but certainly if you did the whole Omer, you certainly deserve a, a, a piece of cheesecake. And, Let's let's make this a time. That's a catalyst. Let's make it a, a rocket that we can launch and and let it fly. And it's not going to get knocked down by any Patriot missile. We're gonna we're going to be able to to fly and continue flying, continue and continue growing. And just take the opportunity to wish all of our radio family thank you for joining us. Thank you for making the time to allow yourself to be inspired. And to each and every one of you, a good Shabbos and a. Good job to Vachak Sameach. Thank you for being with us.